Hello, Waterloo Road fans. It's Tom here, your podcast host, just popping in before we get started to tell you about our Patreon page. As I am sure you know by now, Patreon is a subscription service where you can get loads of extra stuff from Luke and myself, including reviews of other school-based shows. The first two episodes of Phoenix Rise are now available. We also have our Waterloo Road fan fiction, our Waterloo Road awards, extended versions of all of our interview specials, loads of great stuff available to you via patreon.com slash waterlooroadpod. And I would like to thank those of you who have already subscribed to the podcast. So thank you to Natalie, who is on Instagram at NatalieTheBookReader. Thank you to Alicia, to Rebecca Grimshaw, to Kat, to Eliza, who is at WaterlooXRoad underscore on Instagram. Thank you to Benji Wordsworth, who would like to shout out manholecovers.co.uk slash shop. Thank you to Avid Collector, to Sarah Mython, to Laura, to Maddie, to Helen, to Peter, to Emmy, to Ollie C. Thank you to Matthew Kumar, to Helen, who is at red.head.red on Instagram. Thank you to Leecher, to Tom Percival, to Frank, to Eve, to Lottie Smith. Thank you to Hannah Louise, who would like to shout out NHS Mental Health Services. Thank you to Aya, to Mel, to Lou Parsons, to Holly, to Georgia Leah, who is on Instagram and TikTok as the Avocado Bath. Thank you to Charlotte. And finally, thank you to Joe Buckle. Your continued support is much appreciated. And if you listening now would like to join the list of shout outs, all you have to do is go to patreon.com slash waterlooroadpod. And now without any further ado, let's get on with this week's podcast. I would like to apologise, there is a, quite a bit of microphone noise on this one, the audio isn't perfect. I've tried to clean it up as much as I can, but rest assured that next week will sound much better. Here we go. And welcome to another episode of Everything From Nothing, the Waterloo Road podcast. I am Tom Beasley, your Waterloo Road superfan, joined as ever by Luke Stevenson for more of Series 12. Series 12. Three years ago, do you think we'd get here? No. Well, series, there was no prospect of Series 12 existing three years ago, was Until there? we happened. Until we made it happen. Yeah. We forced their hand. Yeah, we, we gave them the, the, the millions from the Patreon money. <laughs> yeah. Said, go make a show. Yeah. And make it pass aggressively about us, yeah. but also don't confirm me on Twitter. Yeah. Cowards. <laughs> um, so, this new episode starts with... A voiceover. Does it? Yeah. Ellie Joe's voiceover. But it starts with Shola making breakfast. What is it? Yeah. Oh, I wasn't watching. <laughs> No, it's all right. Shola's only the main plot thread running through this episode. It's fine. Oh, sorry. My notes start with yeah, the voiceover. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you should have, you should have <laughs> rephrased that. Um, I yes. mean, does the world only really start when I begin paying attention <laughs> to it? Yeah. Yeah. For tree falls in a forest, but you don't make a note. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Never happened. Um, yeah. Shola's making breakfast for her siblings, um, and we see that she has like a bruise on her arm. So she's set up as the sort of. Kid of the week for this episode. Chekhov's bruise. Yeah, I guess so. Everything uh, everything sounds smart when you put Chekhov. In front of it. <laughs> Chekhov's um, Patreon. <laughs> and then we get we get an internal monologue voiceover, don't we? Yeah, we do. <laughs> the second scene of the episode, quite probably, as I said. 
I quite like the internal monologue device. The first instance, I was like, oh my god, they can't do this. The show's Mm. never done this. But then when I realised what they were doing it for, I was then actually disappointed they didn't make more of it. Yeah. Because they they go to this well twice. Yeah, but they've set it up now. Yeah. So it's entirely possible it'll be used again. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I thought it was really interesting. Um, So yeah, Kelly Joe's being moved uh, back into the main school. So she's back in the main school. Dean Weaver, last week, got moved back into the main school. Is anyone in the, the BU now? No, Lyndon's just gone. My work here is done. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, you know, a very good success rate. I mean, yeah, I guess Although so. Although Dean Weaver did come out and immediately start making problems for everybody. But, I mean, Dean Weaver has he is now full, full bad boy rehabilitation. Yeah, part. he is now not racist, <laughs> so... <laughs> he has been cured of yeah. his racism. On, you know, on the barometer of um, being a racist or starting barbecues, what's... What's worse? Well, I'd say it's close, yeah. but... <laughs> we go against barbecue. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, all I'm saying is the Venn diagram of racists and people who do barbecues is a circle. You know, if, if, I, if I could have picked one person I know, I wonder who I know that irrationally hates barbecues. <laughs> it's not surprising. That uh, no, it's it's a, no, no. I, I would have guessed it was you. I mean, all you need to do is have a conversation with me and afterwards, even if it doesn't come up, people will go, for some reason, he doesn't like barbecue. <laughs> Why don't you like barbecue? It's just food you like cooked worse. <laughs> no, I can't. I can't account for it. <laughs> oh, do you like burgers? Here is it burnt on both sides, <laughs> cold in the middle, and a slice of American cheese that not in a billion years is going to melt. <laughs> Okay, all right. How do, um, you, want, how do you want your steak? Because it's well done. Yeah. <laughs> with big black burnt lines on it. It's, it's an irrational take. <laughs> um, so, um, Jamila, the social worker, she gets some things to do this week. Yeah, yeah, this series. Where, where the hell was she last series? <laughs> yeah. There was so much to do last series. Yeah. So she gives, uh, she's talking to Joe. And Miles is in the office um, for some reason. And he overhears them talking about the letter from it's Dwayne. It's a big week for overhearing things. It is. Yeah, just yeah. looming in doorways. So he overhears them talking about the letter from Dwayne and Zane's mum that Joe has not yet shown to the kids. I feel like um, uh, the social worker should give him more grief about this. Yes, I think so. Because she's her responsibility is to the kids, right? Yes. So she really should... He shouldn't be allowed to just go, no, it's two weeks, whatever. No, he shouldn't. Because, yeah. It's not like an adoption no. where it's to the adoptive parent's discretion whether they do this yeah. or not. The foster parent is an employee of the council. Yeah. Kim's back in the classroom. Nothing comes of Kim being back in the classroom. No. Because Maybe she... we're building. I guess so. Because she just ends up being called to do head teacher stuff outside of the yeah. classroom. And there seems to be implied that jo- Lyndon and Joe are not in the classroom. And then the next scene, Lyndon is in a classroom. Yeah, Joe seems to be implied to not be in a classroom. Because mm. remember we had a discussion in the last series about is Joe a French teacher? Because he says a few French things. Yeah, yeah. But we never saw him in a classroom. So it seems like maybe he doesn't have any classroom responsibilities. What's, what's, the, what's the bar we're setting for being a French teacher? Based on saying a few French things. I think it's because... In so the if f- I start, if I said wee oui, wee, oui, would you go, oh, at least now a French yeah, teacher. A French teacher. <laughs> but it's because in the first episode, we know nothing about them. We, we don't know anything about him as a teacher, but yeah. he says a few French things. And so we, we took the meagre scraps we were given. I'm not doing this. I'm not letting them online. 
<laughs> Do you think we're being cyberbullied by our fan base? He's a languages teacher. Yes! <laughs> Joe Casey is a joint deputy head at Waterloo Road High School who also serves as a modern languages teacher and the head of safeguarding. There you go. Um, Joe says uh, Kelly Joe can come to him if she gets like overwhelmed um, and they're going to have a catch up at lunchtime to sort of see how she's getting on. But she like, you know, admits that that she's nervous. Um, Dean is laying it on very thick with Kelly Joe being back in the main school. Uh, he's given them a couple's nickname, Dealey. Yeah. No. Nah. No, not about it. Um, he wants today to be special. Um, we find out that Coral has has helped set up Close Wishing Foundation. Yeah, that was which the... has a very fancy little office in the school. Yeah, it's got the like the flowery design. Yeah, yeah, because they replaced the horrible tree that you don't like. Yeah. with a flowery tree that we do like. And then there's something to do with radio, which is mentioned. Yes, I feel like that's the end of series. Yes, that is obviously <laughs> the end of series sort of show. Yeah, yeah. We say obviously we haven't bulk watched them. No. So uh, Shola comes in late. She's claiming she missed the bus. And then she's in a lesson with Lyndon, who gives her some work back that he's marked. And she's been given a three, which is a D. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even wait for you to ask. <laughs> just say, is that bad? <laughs> that's, that's a D. So yes, that is. That's a fail. Yes. Um, he says, oh, you know, I expect better from you. So then there's some tension between Miles and Dean, because Miles is like, oh, let's see if we can get Kelly Joe to blow up. Why would Miles know all of this information I don't about know. Kelly Joe? Yeah. He was there I for a day. He was, he was, I guess he was there in the morning when, like, because Jamila and Joe had a brief conversation about Kelly Joe before they moved on to the... Um, yeah. But but they just said, here's the, like, EHCP for Kelly Joe. They didn't say. They didn't give her medical history. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, watch out for her explosions. Today. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Miles has dyed blonde hair. Now, I want your opinion on this. I do believe that that should be punishable by life in prison. <laughs> okay. The Venn diagram of men who have blonde-dyed hair and men who do barbecues um, is a circle. <laughs> no, a lot of the men who do barbecues don't have any hair at all. Yeah, very blonde. <laughs> because, but why don't they have hair? Because they bleached it blonde. <laughs> well, when I think of a man doing a barbecue... It's a, it's, <laughs> when you think, well, that I, time you sit around I often, I often think about men doing barbecues. When I think about men doing a barbecue, it is a bald man with a can of carling wearing an England shirt from Euro 96. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I imagine. Dean is planning a surprise for Kelly Joe at lunch. Turns out he's getting the can of carling and the Euro 96 <laughs> shirt. So Tonya and Izzy, there's been a, a thing about a camping trip that Shola's pulled out of, and then they see her in the bathroom, sort of on the phone to her dad, having like an angry conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and they like want her to go and get, get help. Isn't it interesting how much Izzy sounds like Dante? Mm. I just, it's just they in are their voice. I know, but like, <laughs> you know, like, nef- like niece and uncle, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, it's you know, I don't sound like my aunts and uncles. No, no I don't know. They are they are within the same family, so it's, it's not insane. Yeah, yeah, I just I just find it yeah, it's fascinating how you know, she she matches the tenor of his. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Noel then tries to uh, help Shola. Why? Because they have a nice little bond. They have a nice little bond. Nice little bond. From the inexplicable episode in series one. Well, series 11. From the election episode. From the election episode. (laughs) It's some more about Verity being mean for no reason. This time to Zane about adoption. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I believe the Dean and Kelly Joe in the hallway is the first I've seen this year of a Waterloo Road one-er. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. In the eight minutes of the full 50, 57 that I'm watching the show. <laughs> so there's a weird thing where Verity is talking about a society where basically everyone is same-sex attracted. Yes. She says, boys should stick to boys and girls should stick to girls. I reckon I'm going to be gay when I'm older. And then... Um, what a weird little bit to put and in. And then Zane just goes, I really don't think it works. Like <laughs> <that>. <laughs> it's very odd. It's because they kind of age Verity down for that conversation, yeah. don't they? Totally. They age her down to Zane's level, because you can imagine kids at 11 or 12 having conversations like that. I guess, just even like, so. Just spitballing that idea out in the world. Even so. Kids in the 90s, maybe, not kids today, because they're yeah. educated much earlier about all of it, aren't they? Absolutely. But yeah. It felt very strange. It felt like, yeah. It felt like a conversation these kids were too old, too... Yeah, too old to be having. Yeah. Um, Very strange. Um... So then there's a thing where Shola gets really angry at Dwayne during a music class and throws some sticks at him. Yes. Because he was hitting the sticks wrong. He was hitting the sticks wrong. Isn't this just like a mirror of the Kelly Joe episode from last series? It, it is a bit. It's even in the same room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so she's, she's getting angry about how, oh, everything I do, it's never enough. And they sort of take her and they don't know what to do with her because they haven't got a cooler to put her in. No, and she's, she's, they can't put her in the beat. No, they just sort of take her around from place to place. You, you, it really makes you understand how important the cooler was to the format of the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why you just need to turn up the door and say, excuse me. Yeah. So uh, Joe then arrives and he's going to try and help Shola. Um, but then Lisa, who is Dwayne and Zane's biological mother, has appeared at the school. Yeah. Again, like, Joe is in the wrong and not showing them the letter. Lisa can't be doing this. Yes. Well, I, th- I found the scene with Joe and Lisa in a minute really interesting. Um, yeah, I found it really, really fascinating. So, yeah, Jamila is going to help Shola, which I thought was good because Jamila's now doing the job that she's supposed to be there for. Yeah, that's always good for us to do that. Um, Joe says to Lisa, this is a school. You can't just turn up. He has never seen Waterloo Road no, before. No, no. <laughs> Who do you think you are, Steve Sidwell? Yeah. <laughs> I, I love your efforts to make this as inhospitable for new listeners <laughs> as possible. Just make it really insufferable. It's not, it's not inhospitable. It's co-branding or synergy. Because then you go, where's that from? Tell you where it's from. Series uh, one, episode three, I think. Something like that. Yeah, it's yeah. series one for sure. <laughs> I, I remember when... When Steve Sidwell was doing being a pundit on BT Sport, and I tweeted it from our account, people were just like, "Why are you sharing that?" <laughs> the people who know know. Yeah. <laughs> so Joe sort of tries to say, you know, tries to lie that the kids have read the letter, but says what they need is stability, um, and then uh, she says, "Well, it doesn't sound like they're getting much stability." I heard. They ended up in hospital and they've been running away from home. Mm-hmm. The um, It's just, one, they have a social worker in the building, so yeah. Joe giving this lecture is a bit nuts. Yeah. Um, and also, I like the fact that social services is a boogeyman for all, not just for some, because they're now a boogeyman for Joe. There's a lot of social services boogeyman in this episode. Um, so yeah, the kids haven't heard from their mum in eight years, but she's saying, oh, I've, I've been sober now for three months. And Joe, I think, in this scene, is really patronising and mean. Yeah. And I think it's quite interesting 
to see a character who has been portrayed as pretty unambiguously good yeah. to be acting like in self-interest like this. Yeah. It's pure selfishness. It's because he doesn't want to lose the kids. Yeah. Because yeah. he is, you know, whereas, you know, the biological mother has now showed up and is seems to be acting very reasonably and in a way that yeah. means she could potentially parent her children. Yeah, and that's why, I guess, it makes it interesting because it adds layers to Joe, but realistically you go, you should have this conversation with a social worker, yeah. and she would say, yes, you've done very well with your recovery, but also... It has only been three months. Yes, we need to give it longer. Yeah. Yeah. No, I find it interesting. I, like I say, I, I do think it really it adds layers to, to, to Joe. So, meanwhile, Kim and Jamila are talking to Shola, who says, you know, I've got a lot of things going on at the moment. Um... And then Kim spots the bruise on her arm and they ask what's up and Shola says, you can't help. No one can. Yeah. Which really is a line you'd only say if your job is to further a plot in a TV show to suggest that you're being physically abused. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Just just enough uh, enough energy to say, yeah, yeah we're at risk. Yeah. So Kelly Joe then arrives for her check-in with Joe at lunch, but he's busy and so she has to go away. Where Dean is cooking sausages he on a barbecue. Is. Too much risk. Too much risk. You don't want to cook a meal that if you undercook it, you're not going to die. Yeah. Um, those little disposable barbecues as well. Oh. They're not good. Not in a billion years. No. They're not good. What else isn't good? Really, really expensive gas-powered ones, because all barbecues are dreadful. Oh, no. A proper gas barbecue is good. No. I can just I, for some reason I have this, this crystal clear image in my mind of a barbecue and you walking over and then someone turns it on and you do this rub your hands together and go oh we're cooking with gas now <laughs> oh look at all your meats what a lovely melange no it does not work in contact yeah. it was quite a pregnant pause when you were putting that lighting that fire wasn't there it's interesting the things you think are my catchphrases. Yeah, yeah. Melange, I've definitely said precisely once on this podcast. <laughs> and it lives rent-free in my brain. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Dean is doing this barbecue as a surprise, but Kelly Joe is just like worried about getting into trouble. And and then Kelly Joe tries to help when the sausages aren't cooking, and somehow a fire happens. Yes. Just as Dante is passing. Yeah. Fire that goes nowhere, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, in in the grand scheme of fires at Waterloo Road. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine this fire... It's in the bottom half. Stuart Hordley. <laughs> it just emerged. <laughs> like Voldemort in Goblet of Fire. So there's a bit where Lisa, Lisa the mom, briefly sees Zane in the corridor and then Joe hurries her away. Um, uh, Kai is helping, um, helping Preston with some like stuff around food. Um, but he's like reassuring him that his mum won't find out. There's a bit where... So this is a, a purely a me observation. Jamila and Shola are talking about biscuits. Mm-hmm. And Jamila says, I love the malted ones with the little cows on. They're not allowed to say malted milk. No one calls them the malted ones with the little cows on. Do they have little cows on? Yeah. They say so they've got the little, the little beveling around the edge. Beveling. Yeah, the little, little beveling. Beveling. Yeah, the little beveling around the end. Right, how many listeners do we have a week? <laughs> we have about, about 300 listeners of each episode a week. Yeah, yeah. Of a new episode. All right, none of them knew what you meant when you said beveling. I don't even know if that's the right word. <laughs> Unless one of them is a biscuit manufacturer. 
I don't know if it's the sun. You know what I mean? The little beveling around the outside. <laughs> the little beveling. You say the little detail? Yeah, the, the beveling detail. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> around the outside. And it says malted milk in text. And then there's a picture of, I think it's a big cow and a, and a baby cow, a little calf. No. Right. I've got some. <laughs> Live. I I'm just looking up beveling. <laughs> oh, no, they've all been crushed. Oh, no. This is a disaster. Oh, no. You won't even be able to appreciate the beveling. <laughs> oh, no, every last one of them. Oh, wait, okay. So this one, I would go with the cow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there's a cow and then what looks like a baby cow. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Oh, now I've just made a mess. I, I, I absolutely accurately describe what that biscuit <laughs> looks like. I can't confirm as this is an audio medium. And, and beveling. The biscuits weren't present before. Be- beveling just means like a slopey edge. So it's got a slopey edge. Oh, I think you'd be very generous with yourself there, Tom. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Textbook description of a malted milk. <laughs> If any biscuit manufacturers are listening and would like to send me a packet of malted milks, much appreciated. Where were we? <laughs> um, so, um, Kim and Jamila have a little conversation just outside the room without closing the door. Yes. Um, about calling the social services and Shola hears this and flees. Because the social. Yeah. Um, so then the, the fire starts and Dante sees the fire and then there's some stuff with Ke- Kelly Joe's internal monologue telling her that she's stupid and she's ruining everything. And then she says to Joe, oh, I can't handle this. I need to go back to the BU. It's nice. It's interesting. I just wish they used this. I, I wish they used the voiceover in the head, not only exclusively at the moment where Kelly Joe is losing control. Yes. Because like, if you're going to use it as an illustration as ADH- of ADHD, it's not just in these moments that it yeah. exists. It exists all of the time. So I'd rather you make it a feature of like a whole episode. Mm. You know, like one of those like concept episodes. You do concept episode yeah. which wakes up, wake up in you're in Kelly Joe's vision, and it's just all from her perspective for the whole hour. <laughs> this feels like the sort of thing that in the like late noughties they'd have done as like a webisode. Yeah, yeah. Where they could just like, you know, just spend spend a day with that actor doing it. Yeah. Um, so she's like, you know, continuing to like flee around. And she bursts into the prayer room where Narula is praying because Narula still exists. Yes, I liked her. Yeah. Like, we, the audience, have a nice little bond yeah, with Yeah, we do. We do have a nice little bond. Um, so uh, Joe excludes Dean for a week because of the barbecue. Um, and then Dean sort of criticises Joe, says, you missed your session with her. And, you know, we've ruined it now because she's lost her head and there's nothing we're going to be able to do. Yes. Dean, voice of reason. Yeah. From a racist to a voice of yeah, reason. Yeah, it's a real rehabilitation arc. Um, it's it's double quick time for a, a Waterloo Road rehabilitation arc. No, it used to be week to week. <laughs> it's like, yeah, fast and furious speed yeah. of uh, villain rehabilitations. Um, there's some stuff with Miles goading D- uh, Dwayne with the knowledge that his mum is back mm-hmm. and that Joe hasn't said anything to him about it. Um... So that, yeah, Miles and Dwayne are feuding to the death now, presumably. Yeah, because one of them made a legal challenge in a football match. <laughs> they were feuding before that. Yeah, do you remember when um, Ryan Shawcross broke Aaron Ramsey's leg? And then Aaron Ramsey started goading Ryan Shawcross about his mother. Yeah, yeah. yeah I remember that well, yeah. 
So uh, Izzy and Tonya have told Val about the fact that Shola had like an angry phone call with her dad. Um, and then Jamila points out that she's gone AWOL. Uh, they find out from Noel, who had seen her running, that she's, that she's apparently heading home. Um, and then Kim says to Val, you know, we have to let the police deal with it. And Val's like, oh, are you joking? Kim's like, it's protocol. Mm-hmm. Um, so then Val does take matters into her own hands with it. And faces no. And faces no. It's not even mentioned that. Like, Kim doesn't even go, oh, well, I would have done it this way, but you got the result, and yeah. so... And also, conveniently, the on-site police officer, Mike, is not there this week. No, he's there. <laughs> he, was... <laughs> he was off on assignment this week. Yeah, he was off making micaroni and cheese. Yes, he was. Yeah. Man of my own heart. Yeah, man, yeah. Bad puns and cheesy pasta dishes. <laughs> <laughs> What's the name of your Christmas cookbook, that, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Kookbook. <laughs> so Kelly Joe is talking... Kookbook by Luke. Kookbook, yes. There we Luke, go. Luke's Kookbook. <laughs> Coming to the Patreon this Christmas. <laughs> Everything from Nothing Press <laughs> brings you Luke's Kookbook. Um, so Kelly Joe is talking to Narula about prayer. And he says how it helps him to focus. Um, and, you know, he, he gives her like a recording of a prayer that she listens to. And it seems to like help calm her down. I like the fact that he says, if you're not making fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like that like genuine thing between them two there where he has to understand that she's being genuine. Yeah. Yeah, I remember in one of those, um, those like educating documentary series they mm. did. There was one where one of the one of the Muslim lads was like teaching a prayer to some of the other kids, mm. and they were like, you know, it's, it's funny how receptive people are to things when they're not in an immediately prejudiced scenario. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was like a really wholesome and lovely moment where he was like teaching them all how he prays. Um, that's because I've come to expect the worst out of everyone. Yeah, the worst. Of the show. So when this started, I was like, this scene is nice. But what happens when Dean gets here? Yeah, and I was like, "What's what's this going to be be about?" But it just doesn't go. No, it's it like, doesn't. It's, yeah, we live in a in a better society than what we were growing up with. We do, we do, and we get some of that actually in the next scene, which is with Nikki and Preston. Um, and so, and like Nikki's really laying it on thick about how accepting she is yeah. of the fact that you know her son's in a relationship with another guy. Um, and weirdly, she wants to invite the gay guys from the salon over. To talk about their coming out story, um, mm. but he says, "You know, I'm not, I'm not coming out. I'm not labelling anything. I just happen to be in a relationship with Kai yeah. at the moment." Yeah, and then she says that line about thruples. Yeah, yeah. she really, she just like goes, "I was reading an article online about thruples. Yeah. Like it's in any way connected." <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually made me chuckle that. Yeah, bit. yeah, but yeah, she's she's very much trying too hard to be supportive. But I like the fact that they're that they're not labelling. Yeah. The, se- the sexuality and that's not a problem for anyone yeah because that's what like when we talked last week about the scene where they're holding hands in the corridor like b- before it would have been like <gasps> Preston's gay oh my god yeah. but now it's like you know he's in a relationship with Kai and that's fine yeah, yeah so this sort of this whole conversation kind of stresses Preston out and we see him back in his like bathroom cubicle um, and he sort of you can see him really struggling with like trying not to do the eating thing, but then he starts and doesn't tell Kai about it, and he says, I've got this under control. Yeah. And we know that when Kai says under... Con- when Preston says under control, it's a, it's a very pregnant thing. Oh, oh to, to use my catchphrase. It's a melange. It's a... <laughs> yes, it's a... 
And my lunch has like a pudding. Um, a a blamange? Blamange says it. It's like a meringue and a blamange. Yeah, yeah. We've been doing this far too long. <laughs> Oh, we laughed about that for ages, and all I, you did is say blamange. The episode where I said melange, <laughs> has that got out yet? I have no idea. Or is that one of the episodes from Series 8 that are still to come? No, I feel like I swore at you. I can remember you telling you to shut up. Because <laughs> I, I remember having the conversation, but I don't remember if it's on an episode that's got out yet. So we could all these episodes where you're referencing the fact that I say melange <laughs> all the time, quote. <laughs> Because I said it once, and they haven't even heard it yet. <laughs> Go back and listen. <laughs> Go back and listen to the episodes that aren't out yet. Shola has run home. Um, it turns out that her mum is ill, and she's collapsed on the floor. Um, and they're they're both sort of fretting about social services. Val shows up, and Shola initially won't let her in, but you know it's her, her mum's in pain, so she rushes, and then Val follows her in. Um, and they both help get uh, Shola's mum into bed. <laughs> Comedy zing. Because it's like when uh, Shona's mum puts her hands on her wrist, mm. Val walks in and the audio is like, zing! Because mm. that, that's Val clicking as to what's going on yes. there. And I was like, you have to labour the point that yeah. much. It's, it's like the glint of Dante's wedding ring. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I did the mime then with the hand that doesn't have a wedding ring on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you had a 50-50 chance getting that right. Yeah, I did, yeah, yeah. Um... So Dean finds Kelly Joe in this prayer room and she's just like, you know, I need you to listen. And Dean says, I'm all ears. I'm one big ear. Ear for you. <laughs> That's how you get into puns and cheesy pasta dishes, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> in Luke's kook book. Yeah, yeah. And then he does say chill vibes in the same way I imagine you would. <laughs> <laughs> chill vibes. Yeah. But it's good, because so it, it really shows how far Dean has come. Yeah. Because Kelly Joe's like, you know, I just need quiet. And Dean appre- understands that, appreciates that, and implements that advice all in one movement, yeah, almost. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, yeah, a long way from the racist guy trying to maintain the old slave name of the school. Yeah. So Shola says that her mum has fibromyalgia and chronic back pain. Um, and Val says, you know, this is all a lot to deal with for anyone. And Shola says, you know, I can cope when dad's here, but he's currently working away. And so, you know, I'm trying to do everything. And that's why things have been slipping. Yeah. I have a theory that everyone is afraid of social services because they watch the original show. Because <laughs> yeah, every but time it's, someone it's mentions... every TV show. It's not Waterloo Road specific. Yeah, every time someone goes to the social, she says, no, the social! <laughs> My cold, dead hands! Because <laughs> when Shola, when like, the boogeyman of the social is brought up here... Val's like, no, no, they can, they will help. What? <laughs> like that's that's their role. Their, their literal job is to help you. Yeah, and that's when this show does. It, it's a bit of a classic Waterloo Road throwback. Actually, it just dissolves into um, informational, made yeah. for school um, TV thing. Where they go, oh, you're a young carer. Actually, you can apply for a young carer allowance. <laughs> yeah. And then the mum calls up and says, I think this young carer allowance <laughs> would be really beneficial. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, but like the, the the prejudice about like social services is still there because like they're having this meeting and Jamila brings up the young carer assessment and uh, Shola's ex one look at the leaflet and it obviously says social services. She's like, no way, not the social. I think they should rebrand and call themselves the social. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah really lean into yeah, it. Really lean it. 
So uh, Joe, uh, Joe apologizes to to Kelly Joe for missing their meeting, and Dean explains, you know, she needs quiet time and understanding. And then Miles is telling uh, little Zane about the letter from his mum and trying to like pit him against Dwayne. Yeah, Miles, you can't be touching little boys' faces. Why does he do that? That's probably a good rule for life in general. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you, if, you learn, if you take one thing from this show. <laughs> Never let it be said we're not educational. <laughs> so Joe is, has put together like a sensory room for Kelly Joe. It looks like it's the make-out room. Yes, that's what I... Yeah. I hope those purposes don't get mixed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, People misunderstand what a sensory room is. <laughs> and that's what Dean says. Sounds yeah. a bit... Sounds yeah. a bit doesn't it? Yeah, next week I was like, oh, you go into the sensual room at lunch. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's where we get out all of our oils. <laughs> but yeah, Joe admits that he, he let Kelly Joe down today and that he's going to try and be better. And then he drops Dean's exclusion down to three days. Serves no purpose for us because a week's exclusion is perfect for us. Yeah. So he'll just be back. Yeah. So Zane then goes and talks to his brother um, and mentions that he saw this woman with Joe earlier and suggests maybe that could be their mum. For some reason, they're not going to ask Joe about it. They're going to go and trash his office. Looking for the letter. Yes. But you could just... Yeah, because they're going to go, why would this Miles character have any reason to lie to us? <laughs> but I don't think Joe would lie if directly asked. No. But yeah, it's just, it's odd that they take the word of Miles very, very seriously here. Yeah. Whereas... Well, that's what I mean. Like, rooting through his office and making a mess of his office is quite high stakes if Miles was lying. Yeah, yeah. Whereas just asking Joe... Yeah. And also, you don't have to make a mess to look through papers. Yeah. I guess not. But like, if they'd said to Joe, oh, Miles said something, and I'm, just, you know, we want to know if it's true, I think Joe would have just told them. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to excuse Joe f- from doing the wrong thing here, because he has absolutely done the wrong thing. But still. Come on. Um, Dwayne and Zane. So uh, Val is quite sort of troubled by the whole Shola situation. She apologises to Kim for the way she's been acting. And Kim says, yeah, you just need to trust me more. And presumably that's their little tension over. No, which is odd, because Val was becoming, like, you know, almost a more af- effective version of Kim from the earlier series. Yeah. And, like, but I guess a lot of her, like, antipathy towards Kim is based around Danny. And because we haven't seen Danny for two weeks... Yeah, no one cares anymore. It, it makes it hard for, the, like... So they had to invent the thing last week about the music mm. funding. Um, yeah, but, like, as, as we said earlier, it's weird that there's no reference to the fact that Kim literally told her not to do what she then did. Yeah. Like I said, even one line to just say, well, you know, I don't agree with your methods, but you got the result today. Yeah. We've seen that in Waterloo Road hundreds of times. If they notified the police, and this Mm. is with a giant pinch of salt, but the police would have gone there and presumably found the same answer. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like they got the result because it was Val. Val, yeah. It didn't require, like, trust because she wasn't going to let Val in. Yeah. Val only got in because Shola ran away to help her mom, and Val yeah. just walked in the door. Yeah, yeah. Which a police officer would also have done. Yeah. Like, it would just kick the door down. Well, yeah. <laughs> to get home for macaroni and cheese! <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, then we we, we have uh, the uh, Shola's mom phoning her, and they have a conversation about how the... A young carer's assistant could be a good thing. Presumably we're not going to talk about Shola's young carer situation ever again. Uh, next series. <laughs> In the same way as Kelly Joe. Yeah. yeah. Kelly Joe got a diagnosis, then we'll get a 
um, yeah, a young care assessment next week. Yeah. Um, but then we do we do the kid of the week loose end tying up. She has a conversation with Noel mm. where they renew their nice little bond. Nice um, little bond. And then she reconciles with Izzy and Tonya and Shona saying, Oh, everything's complicated and <laughs> Izzy fairly just says, Have you seen our lives? Well, yeah. <laughs> like her and Tonya. <laughs> so Joe then tells Jamila that he's gonna give the letter to the boys and come clean. But then he sees that his office has been like ransacked. Um, and it turns out the boys have gone in, they've found the letter, and Dwayne has phoned his mum, and they're going to meet her, and there's nothing he can do about it. And that is where the episode ends. I do feel like social services want to have a say on that. I would imagine so. They've not seen their mother for eight years. Yes. She has been in recovery for three months. Yes. And they're just allowed to make direct contact with one another, unsupervised by social services. Social services at one point in time deems... Uh, so unfit they have to place a care well this is the social they're always taking your kids off them. Oh, probably, yeah, yeah. she probably well, didn't do anything wrong but that's, but <laughs> that's the thing you think if that, if that was their prerogative they want to keep a closer eye on them yeah, well, I guess so I guess so yeah no it's, it's it's because didn't we have this with Danny in the last series where Danny wanted to go and meet his mum after she made contact but he spoke to Val about it first yeah, yeah. and we said in the old show he just would have gone yeah yeah Mind you, I guess in this case, Joe is aware. It's just that they're saying, you can't stop us. Yeah. But in reality, he probably can stop them. Yeah. Because he has rights as a foster carer. Yeah. yeah, And social services will be on his side. Yeah, yeah. Because earlier on, she says, the social services will be on my side. I was like, that's just not true. No. And it's not true of this government either the government does not favor birth parents mm. in situations like this they want children adopted yeah um thoughts on the episode as a whole it's all a bit bland isn't it <laughs> yeah as much as i hate to say it it is a little bit i like i really like the kelly joe stuff in this episode um i think there's there's an extent to which this series is struggling by not foregrounding the characters that we spent a lot of time with in the last series. Mm-hmm. So, like, Sammy is nothing in this series. Mm-hmm. Um, Danny, we haven't seen for two weeks, which I suppose is why we haven't seen much of Sammy. Yeah. Um, Kelly Joe's not got as much to do. And, and as a result, it feels a bit... We spend a lot of time on Dante's romantic entanglements, not as much this week, in, uh, you know, admittedly. But, yeah, it, it feels like it's just waiting for something. And we're over halfway through. Yeah. But again, we don't know how many chunks of this mm. they've written, how many chunks they've filmed. But if you're going to release them as chunks of seven, yeah, those chunks of seven have to work as the, as in isolation. Yeah, it's okay to have threads running through, but they need to work on their own terms if you're going to release them in this way. You know, if you release them as a block of fourteen or a block of twenty, then you'd be more forgiving of stuff like this. It doesn't If you've got 20 episodes, it doesn't matter that you don't see Danny for two weeks. Yeah. But if you've got seven episodes, and, you know, like you said last week, the things with, with Nikki and Vinny, mm-hmm. that was the cliffhanger, what, two episodes ago now? Yeah. And we've seen Nikki lots since then. Yeah, yeah. And she's been t- trying to handle her money worries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By stealing food, but she was just borrowing money from someone. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, uh, well. It, it doesn't feel as as thought through as the last bit did the last series the last chunk yes but it's not a chunk it's a whole series at this rate they're going to be at like series 30 before they've before they've like had a blink Don't. because 
you know, instead of releasing 30 episodes in a series, they're releasing seven three times a year and calling it a calling it a series. Stop threatening me. <laughs> I mean, like, what, what are we like? You know, it's the end of May. We've had two series this year. We have three or four series a year. <laughs> why, why do you say these things? <laughs> but I guess that's not different, I suppose, is it? Because they always had that many episodes. Yeah. They were just called one series. Whereas this has been called different series. Yeah. But yeah, I just need that. I, I feel like we're just, we're waiting for the story to start still. Because mm-hmm. like the first few episodes felt like they were handling Fallout from last series. Yeah, absolutely. And it doesn't feel like they've started the new story. Yeah. But I think that's, that's where we're struggling. Yeah, just something, some momentum. Yeah. Um, play out song. We really struggle in the new show. Yeah. It's not as big a part of it. As it should be. No. So what, what novelty song should we pick? Um, there's a song right at the start of the episode. It's called Kaizen, and I'll probably use that. Or anything else. Pick one of your little country and western songs. <laughs> What's a nice little country and western song? Pick one of your nice country and western songs. Yeah. No, I'm just going to use the song that's in the episode. Or Anastasia, Out of Love. <laughs> or what, Dear Maria, Count Me In. I hope we've used that. We, we, yeah, I did. I used it for the mailbag. Oh, mailbag. Oh, email in. WaterlooRoadPod at gmail.com. Yeah. Epiroad by Epiroad at gmail.com. <laughs> it won't go anywhere, no. but it won't feel good. It's only for you. <laughs> <laughs>